Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Who are the coolest dudes on the planet? United, United States, States veterans. veterans. What's the coolest sport on the planet? Pro, Pro wrestling. wrestling. And what would be the coolest podcast on the planet? That would be this one. U.S. military vets talking pro wrestling. This is the No Shave Man Cave. Two badass disabled vets sharing their love of pro wrestling, giving you their perspective as fans, talking about current events and matches, history of titles, and who knows what else. Let's do it. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the No Shave Men Cave. Now your hosts, Ellie Jair and Jay Tilly. It's time. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the No Shave Man Cave. I'm Ellie Jair. I'm Jay Tilly. And ladies and gentlemen, you have found yourself smack dab in the middle of a raw. <laughs> yes, it came to you from Little Rock, Arkansas. Arkansas is known as the natural state, has been known to find diamonds just like this episode of Raw. Woo! Talk to me. What do you think, JT? You were feeling this one, huh? Dude, I am I was I am sorry to those who have uh hearing impairments that require them to wear devices and I'm over here banging around. I thought that this episode of Raw moved every single storyline from now to backlash and into SummerSlam and just like a frame of reference, it's April. SummerSlam is August. Yes, they're both A's. And there's no pay-per-view in June, which means they're going to have all of June. There's a July 1st is Money in the Bank in London. And then you're going to go into SummerSlam in August in um, D-Town, the Motor City. And dude, I was... That promo from Trip, like, we'll go down the card. <laughs> I just, I don't even want to follow a format today because I was, 
I was digging it. And I, I was all in my wrestling, my WWE wrestling brain feels. And I almost forgot how bad the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania was because I enjoyed that this episode that much. All right. I <laughs> <laughs> I mean it it was good. I I'm not I you know it didn't make uh you know my nipples hard as ooh, as ooh, daddy. didn't make my nipples hot. It was uh mm. I mean Let's see. I will say like as we go through the card there there's definitely uh a few matches that uh, you know are like woo that was really good. I enjoyed uh there was some things that I thought were just same old WWE predictability uh couple things that could have gone without it like i will say i enjoyed watching it not live because i got through the three hour show in like an hour and 10 minutes because i was able to kind of i don't really care about this match you know I'll, I'll watch the quick highlights of it but um and then you know like the entrances and, and then the entrances that lead into a commercial that come back from a commercial that lead to a vignette that lead to another commercial <laughs> so the poor person is yeah. in the ring that whole time i kind of got to clip through some of those but I, it was decent i mean it wasn't a horrible raw it definitely was not the Monday night after uh, WrestleMania, but how? So the the crowd, the you know, it opens. Um, you know, it's not quite Excalibur. It's Monday night. You know what that means? Uh, Monday night Raw opens. They're in Little Rock, Arkansas. They haven't been in Little Rock in a minute, um, and they've been floating around kind of the Central States area. For those who know the Harley Race and uh, Ted DiBiase, they used to battle over that central states title in the Missouri and, um, Arkansas, um, that whole Mississippi Valley area. And, you know, so the crowd has, you know, some nostalgia for some good wrestling. This is a newer arena, but so the store, so the show opens, um, and instantly I was like, man, and you know, Usos, they're not the tag team champions anymore. Um, they may or may not be in the good favors of your tribal chief, but man, when they were like the bloodlines in your city and threw up those ones, I was like, I had to hold my hand down. I was like, I'm not one of the ones. <laughs> um, and then when you hear the music hit of the judgment day, I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. I feel like I'm in like bizarro world and, you know, two factions coming together. And, you know, it really brought me back to like a, a real nostalgic era of the Monday Night Wars and uh, Paul Heyman getting on the mic and just really selling what was occurring. And I loved when he said, ladies, ladies in <laughs> Little Rock, <laughs> yeah, ladies that was good. and gentlemen. And I wish we could get to the point where when he would say, Paul Heyman, everyone would say it because you get like, half you know, half. the crowd was, yeah, fit, you, you get half and half, right? And uh, no, so it was a good start. I felt the they did some good business. And did you pick up on any weird vibes yet? Yeah, so I, I thought, uh, I'm with you though. I thought this opening segment uh, was much better than the just welcome to Raw. This was a, a pretty good setup. It felt like the uh, Judgment Day was interrupting at first. And then when you find out it was all part of the deal. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. I appreciated the fact that they addressed the Finn Balor thing that, hey, you know, Finn doesn't like the bloodline and we understand that. But for this one night only, he's making an exception. I appreciated, okay, cool. We're going to tie the fact that, you know, he flopped on the floor like a fish for a while. We're going to tie that into, you know, the, the fact that he almost beat Roman and didn't. Uh, I loved the 
Rhea Ripley staring oh, off at Solo. And like those two are the enforcers. I love that, man. And when, when Paul Heyman's like, I'm going oh, to switch, switch with them. And then she just like, F, like not even that skipping a beat, slides right over them. And I was like, man, I wonder if that was planned or that was like her just being her. I, I would yeah. love to know about that part of it. Yeah, but, I was waiting for someone to break. Yeah. And as like they would zoom in and Solo, he needs to get a... Um, you know, the, the, for an SB for best supporting wrestler and, um, you know, the, the character I've only heard his voice once and that was like Friday night, um, Friday night yeah. when he said, tell the tribal chief, I got this. And like, that's, that's what you expect from like a world champion or a, like a, what used to what would have been like a Brock Lesnar? He was a he was a show. He was a specialty. He was a or when they would do um, the Fiend, and I I just like I'm still riding that sort of WWE brain high from hearing um, Solo's voice, seeing him in the ring, and now you're going to see a collision between two of the most powerful and popular factions. And now you have all these like outlier stories that you can build. Yep. Not only on the outside of them, but but between them, um, between them as factions. And then Rhea going, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> that was like, Do we have a problem have here? A problem? <laughs> not yet. And then, you know, you also picked up on the the weirdness between uh, you know the Usos and Solo and Paul Heyman. Like, obviously, they're on the outs. But yeah, I, I thought it was for an opening segment. I thought it was great, and anytime I get to see Rhea and the way she she's just such a star, man. Like she's got sky's the limit for her because whenever she's on camera, like, and, and I'm not just saying this because she's a good looking woman. You're just attracted to what she's doing. Like, all right, what's because there's a point in the match later um, where she uh, will probably jump back around, but she takes out KO with that clothesline, and then she just sits in the corner, kind of laughs at her, and like. Just like little things she does outside, she's just got that presence about her that is impressive. And I think she needs to hold that belt. I think they need to give her a challenger because right now she's just holding it and nothing's going on with it. So that, I'm a little worried about that. But yeah, she's she's got that aura and that presence for sure to to be a star because look at who she was in that ring with, right? She's in there with Solo Sokoa, the Usos, Paul Heyman, Damian Priest, Finn Balor, and we're talking about what she did and how she slid over. Oh yeah, and Dominic. But, but we're talking about like, Hey, did you see that Rhea do this? And Rhea said this, that those, she's in there with some guys that have been in the business for, you know, Paul Heyman for decades. You're looking at Finn Balor, who's been all over the world. Oh yeah. Uh, you're looking at Damian Priest. One of the original, uh, Bullet Club members. Bullet Club members. Prince yeah. Devet. Yep. And the fact that she is in there just stand her own. And to like, like I said, to the fact that like. In twi- on Twitter and in some of the podcasts you listen to, that's what they bring up is like how she slid to the side and, and the not yet part. And it's like, all right, man, like that's that's pretty impressive. That's good stuff. Yeah. So the the camera app app act just absolutely loves her. Um, she is over to the nines and she'll be heading over to Friday night. We have the draft coming. Uh, the first the first. Uh, Round of the draft will occur in Jacksonville on the 8th of December. I'm sorry, 8th of <laughs> 8th of uh, April, May and May. Thank you. 8th, 8th <laughs> of May. The 8th sorry. of some month coming I'm up. Back. <laughs> sorry. And um, 
we may or may not, I may have to change some, some plans to get over there. So the, the camera loves her crowd was into it. This led up to a match that now has implications between factions. So solo, I need you to take care of business. Hey, I got this. I'm, I'm the, I'm the cleaner. I'm the street fighter. I'm the street champ. I got this. So he goes toe to toe, um, in a average match with, um, with Ray. Ray hits a couple of 619s, hits a splash. He thinks he's going to get a pin. Not so much. And Solo comes out the victor. Yeah, decent match. Um, I, I will say that it, to me, it showed a little bit of some holes in Solo's game. So you can tell he's still a little green, which is fine. I mean, he'll get there. But uh, big win. Like, I mean, that's something you can hang his hat on. He went over a legend who I think is having one of the best runs of his career in a long time with, with Rey Mysterio for sure. Yeah, he did. He did a really good job. So the so the match ends. Uh, so now you have Solo, who's part of the bloodline, who's doing work for Judgment Day, and out comes LWO. So now you have three factions that like just the stories now that can be told. Like if we were going to do like a war games, or we were going to do you know some some other play on. Let's get as many people on the show as possible. Um, they do a little bit of business, and um, LWO is left laying, you know, laying flat. And you know, I yeah, that so it was uh, got the job done, moved uh, moved the needle, and it it told the story. So now the bloodline has held up their end of the bargain. Uh, we fade to the back. A uh, decent commercial comes on, like in our area, a uh, decent commercial comes on. And now we have... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I like, just love that you, you obsess over the commercials so much. <laughs> so the commercial, because like you get the picture in picture, and then the picture in picture turns into a full-on commercial. I'm like, dude, you only get six minutes for the women, and you're going to do damn, you know, like uh, the dating but, game. We'll be back in two and two. Two and two. And like, shit, man. So, uh, so we go Adam Pierce now he's, he's, you know, scrap daddy is, is his, uh, handle on Twitter and Instagram. And he is, uh, he's backstage <laughs> with Otis and, <laughs> and Chaz. <laughs> it's Chad. Duh, Shush. Duh. Shush. You're saying it wrong. Shush, please. So Chad is straight money. Uh, you know, the money, the writing is on the wall. Uh, the draft is coming. We're building those two separate characters. Um, you know, I hate to say it. They're uh, they're going to go. Alpha Alpha Academy is going to go away of the Dodo. And Otis is going to go with uh, the Maxim models. But a hey, great story, great business. And I cannot wait to see uh, what they do with Chad Gable, who is on par with you know, just about anyone, um, you know, the Shelton Benjamins, the, the Kurt angles. I know that's like quite, quite the spectrum right. to jump from, but just his Olympic pedigree and the stuff that he does in the ring, just since, you know, that Cody match with, oh. uh, with him. So I, I'm, that was such a good know, match. I, yeah. Anytime I see him, I'm like, bro, we need to get you locked up. You know, him and, uh, Matt Riddle would be, you know, a lot of fun. Uh, someone who's really going to, you know, lay it in um, him and Ricochet, I think would be a lot of fun as well. So um, 
yeah, so they they go back through, and you know that was uh, that that was pretty funny. They excuse them, and they, they they carry on, and then probably the most confusing champion in professional wrestling right now is Bianca Belair. So she wins the match in WrestleMania. She's held the title for over a year. Um, Asuka has all the makings of a champion. The marketing, the pedigree, the move set, the gear, the look. Congratulations, Bianca. Um, you're coming out of WrestleMania, and we're going to put you in a program with... We're going to get back to you. Now, she has a match with Dakota Kai, which... You know, you know what's going to happen because now EO Sky is in line for a championship match because she won the number one contender after last uh, last episode. Just really confusing. And I I hate to discount not only a champion, but Bianca Belair, because she was freaking awesome in NXT as a sort of a pseudo heel. And she could never get over the hump in NXT. And now here she is. Um, your um, SmackDown champion, Raw champion, and sh- like I'm, I feel like she's sort of lost with the title. I don't, well, I don't know. It, it goes back to the whole not being able to book women wrestling because same same thing with Rhea. Like we talked about how over she is, how great she is, but she's not doing anything, you know. And she's your champion. And then I think the same thing with Bianca. Like the Oscar and uh, Bianca match at WrestleMania way over delivered compared to the the build to it the dancing around with the title the goo coming out of the mouth that match was a banger man they they did great can you imagine how well that would have been received if they built a story behind it other than you won the royal rumble or not the royal rumble but you won well i forgot how she got the shot but you know what i mean like give us story behind it give us something to get behind these characters because bianca just kind of flounders out there i, I like her physically in the ring she's great i don't think she's great on the mic um, I think she has some mic issues. I think she's better on a big stage than a normal TV wrestling match. You put her in WrestleMania, she performs. She's over the top. It's fantastic. Almost like a, almost like a Brock Lesnar special attraction kind of style. But I feel like when they put her on these show, like on a, hey, you've got 10 minutes to work, you know, an undercard person, uh, make it work. I don't feel like her pacing. I, I don't know what it is. It's just off. It's just, it's not quite like, if anything, she should have squashed her. She should have just squashed Dakota Kai in a minute, ran in there, hit a couple moves, boom, 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 done, one, two, three, pointed at EO, and then walked out of the ring. Done. Because now you've because set up that, now, oh, okay. Exactly. Yep. You're building it up. You're like, yep. oh, sh- that's why she's the champ. That's why she's beaten everybody that's been thrown in front of her over the last year. Um, but, you know, hey, got uh, got it in. Um, EO Sky is coming up soon. I think that's going to be a fun match. And, and let me really just say, need- by, by no means am I a booker, have ever been no, a no, booker no, no. And, and all that. I just, yeah, I just, I feel like they could book her differently. If they booked her at this powerhouse champion, I'm going to go off on a tangent, I guess. But if they booked her to come in and do this, like Jade, if they booked her like Jade Cargill, and then during Monday through Friday or however, you know, do, between pay-per-views, build a challenger up in the background, and then boom, at the pay-per-view, you put the two of them together, and now you've there got you a go. hell of a match. Yep. She can do her show all the stuff she does, and she's really good at those big time matches. And then she wins, and you're like, "Woo, cool!" I just, I don't know. That's just my take on it. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. And you know, then we had, um, you know, Cody Rhodes wanted to address the situation with Brock Lesnar, and I, 
really dig the redemption, like the, the, the grind, the hard times for Cody. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm really feeling that. I know you're sort of on the fence because <laughs> Cody has already done his hard times and, you know, it may or may not be necessary. And yeah, I just, I really, I, yeah, I'm really feeling this and, and I don't, I don't know if this is cause I've like, I'm, I was hung over a little bit from the loss at WrestleMania. It took me a few days to get over it. And, but yeah, I, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm buying what they're selling right now with uh, Cody Rhodes. Yeah, we, we kind of talked before we get on the show, which is a big no-no for us. But you were really high on this promo with Cody and Brock. I was the opposite. I, I, I'm i a huge Cody fan, but this whole segment, well, a couple of things. One, when Pierce said you're not cleared to wrestle, I'm like, from what? Why is he not cleared to wrestle? I'm like, I didn't understand well, he got that. F5 down the stairs. Yeah, but didn't he have a match last week? Or was it just a promo last week? Yeah, just a promo. Maybe it was just a promo. But anyway, so, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll let that one go. But this... But they didn't explain it. Right, they didn't explain it. Which means the fan has to think about it. And if this is, today is the first day of Fan X, there's, yeah, you're not giving them any, you're not giving them anything to hang on to. So that's a thin line to run because I don't like to make that argument because AEW does that kind of stuff all the time. Like AEW expects you to know the past. And so... Uh, like I said, I'll give him a pass on that. I, in my head, for whatever reason, thought he had a match last week, and that's why it threw me off. So if he didn't have a match, it makes more sense. But what this did to me is it made me realize Cody is WWE. Like, I know that doesn't, I don't know how to take that, but up until WrestleMania, he was not WWE for me. He was the, the American Nightmare. He was Cody Rhodes. He's the EVP. He's the New Japan guy. He's the Rhodes. Like, oh man, this is awesome. He loses at WrestleMania which I'm going to, I still think was the bad call. And now it's just like, okay, he's, he's just another WWE superstar. And this whole promo with Brock and the brawl with security, which didn't look really great. And his, you know, you're a cow, you, you, you dress like a cowboy, but you're a coward. I'm like, Oh, come on. Like, what are we doing? I just feel like yeah. Cody is now just X WWE, like whatever, insert WWE yeah. superstar name here. And, well. Great for him. I mean, if he, if it's what he wanted to do and he wants to get into it. And yes, I can see they're going to build a redemption story. I still am under the belief he's going to lose at Backlash. I think Brock's going to beat him almost like squash style. And then he's really going to have to do a redemption story because he'll have to climb his way out of, you know, being all confident and bravado to coming into getting like 15 German suplexes and an F5 and then that's it. But uh, although if you look at my WrestleMania card, I'm really not good at booking WWE stuff, but yeah, that was freaking Vince's fault that cause that was a precursor to, uh, the Endeavor merger, which, um, for those who have bought stock, we'll, uh, we'll give you a quick update here shortly, but no, yeah, keep going. I I'm, you know, I totally, you know, can't disagree with any, you know, anything that you're, you know, putting down as, as much as I want to. And, um, you know, it it hurts. It hurts in a uh, deep, dark place because I, I wanted the American Nightmare to be rocking a new title. I wanted him to be going into SummerSlam. I wanted the summer to be the summer of Cody. Exactly. And we're not going to have that. So. And, and, I, and I think it's a missed opportunity. I, th I think if you'd have yeah. won, everybody's talking about if you'd have won, it would have been like, you know, the end of sex where you've released and you're done. You go back to sleep. But Oof, I don't. Geez, really? Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Right. Right. I think. <laughs> I think it's more like tantric where you get Cody win 
And now you're like, now you have Brock attack him. Now you've got Brock as a challenger who just laid waste to him on his show. And now you've got Brock who's in his head. Now you're building up to a SummerSlam match where like, holy shit, like Cody's going to lose to Brock Lesnar right away. Oh my God, Cody won. And you build, I just, I, that it's, it's in the past now, so I'm going to have to let it go. I just, it, I think it was one of the biggest blunders that they have done in a long time. Yeah, uh, that's a good way to put I, it. I think if they'd have capitalized on that and built it, the summer of Cody, like you said, would have been great. Man, yeah, that would have been awesome. Uh, we had a couple of vignettes. Um, I'm really digging this, this Bronson Reed character. I like the way they're booking them. Uh, they had them backstage before WrestleMania, bumping into Lashley, sort of like a, boop, this may or may not happen. And should have happened at WrestleMania, maybe attack him when he's got his trophy or, you know, something sort of further along the story. Instead, they take um, Austin Theory, who's got a new shirt that looks just like one of John Cena's. And <laughs> I that. they put him they put him back in the ring with Lashley, who I thought I thought they were going to take Lashley away from the United States title to build Austin as this. um Cena-esque character, but a heel. And they've, again, Bianca Belair, uh, here's your championship win, WrestleMania moment. Um, We'll get back to you in a minute. And same thing with um, Austin Theory. But hey, uh, Mr. Nice Guy's coming. Yeah, Austin goes over, you know, John Cena in a not so... And and we called it that night. It did nothing for Austin. And it's proven it didn't do anything for Austin. Oh, like 100%. if he'd have beat him clean, so. I think you could have gotten more out of it. But oh man, yeah, 100%. Austin just looks like another okay. Like, and I enjoyed this match actually quite a bit, except for the fact that the prediction was like I knew Bronson Reed was going to interrupt, right? Because you're not gonna you're not gonna give Lashley the title, and then you're not going to have Austin beat Lashley. Yeah, it, there's got to be some kind of right. So I saw the shenanigans involved, yeah. coming a mile away on yeah. this one. Yeah, and I. Deep down inside, because I saw that because of that commercial, I was like, oh, man. So they've just programmed me to wait for Bronson Reed to come on. So, you know, I'm cool with it. But I do hey. like the the Mr. Nice Guy, but playing a heel. Oh, man. I think that's a cool little like if he develops this pretty good. It also it, it could be a very cool. I'm, I'm Mr. Nice Guy with a knife in your back. You know, I just yeah. like Shake. they do a really yeah. good job with it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. So. Um, I'm hoping there's going to be someone showing up that's not currently on TV because this rumor WWE hiring freeze is exactly that. It is a rumor. And uh, WWE is actively looking to bring in uh, some high profile free agents, although they missed out on Nick Aldis, who recently, kudos to him, just recently signed with Impact and Jay White, who congratulations to him, got the bag from AEW. Yeah, I thought... um I thought I saw Sean Ross Sapp say that it, it's not a rumor. It's legit. They're on, a, or they maybe they were on a freeze and they're coming off of it now. But yeah, the freeze they, was a legit were, thing, which is why they missed out on a couple of the the free agents. Yeah, so the freeze was like a like a real tight time period because they were turning financials over to Endeavor. Yeah, it makes sense. Or not Endeavor. Yeah, Endeavor to uh, you know figure out. So to the stock stockholders and all that, uh, WWE is doing you know doing well and endeavor is uh, down 0.02%. So not not too bad. So still a good buy, 24 bucks. The stock is valued at uh, about 38 39. 
So if you're uh, looking to get in on the ground floor before the two two stocks merge into what will be called TKO, uh, might be a good time. Um, it's helped some hurt others, depending on if you're trying to take a loss uh, this year, like I may have to because damn taxes. Cut to a commercial and then came back and we had The Miz and Seth freaking Rollins. So I could talk about two or three different things. One, we could talk about Maurice. Two, we could talk about Miz and Mrs. Three, we could talk about the WrestleMania commercial where Seth said, wow, I didn't know you were such a close talker, which was awesome. Uh, We could also talk about uh, Becky Quinn editing her profile and starting this whole hubaloo. But truth be told, Becky is dealing with a foot injury So um, she was booked to be at Monday Night Raw up until like three days ago. So this whole hubaloo will will just squash that. So uh, we had Miz and Seth Rollins. And man, you talk about some performers that can go and you can feel however you want about the Miz and how he got to the WWE. And where he is in the food chain. But my man is a two-time Grand Slam winner. And Seth freaking Rollins is a performer of performers. And that, my friend, was a very, very entertaining sports entertainment contest. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I I thought the match was really good. slide. (laughs) (laughs) I thought the match was really good. So the the, the issue I had with it was you just jobbed the Miz out on WrestleMania two days in a row. So you get jobs out by Pat McAfee and um, the San Francisco 49ers dude. And then he was in the process of getting jobbed out by McMahon before he blew his knee out and then gets jobbed out oh by my God. Snoop Dogg. So, double quad or yeah, double yeah, quad exactly and knee or something like that. What a waste. So, like, and you didn't have LA Knight on. Yeah, yeah but we just squashed the Miz shit. in like celebrity throwaway matches. And then to have him come out and have this um, pretty damn amazing match with Rollins, like, you know, on the on the cusp of four star, you know, TV match. I just thought it was kind of weird. And maybe that was part of the deal. Like, hey, I don't mind if you squash me at Mania, but I want to push. Uh, but how high is the push going to go? Because he ended up losing. But he looked really good in it. I, I enjoyed the match. I thought it was actually a really good match. Would you, would you like, I don't want to say safely, but would you, does this fall into that 50 50 booking or yeah. is it just like the inconsistent, like all of a sudden? And I don't want to say a throwaway match because Miz is, he's coming off of being the host of WrestleMania, which arguably I think that's, that's, that's a big that's deal. A pretty good thing. But to take an elbow from Snoop, to um you know job out to um McAfee you know, on, and his buddy. on day one yep. and yeah I just yeah I, I now that you're saying it I think the significance of the match even though how much how much fun the match was you've like you quickly forget your WWE brain quickly forgets because that's what they want you to right. do. Um but yeah you know what that's a really um, it's not changing my beards rating, but that's a very, very good point to our, to the fans of, you know, 
pick a wrestling organization, what WWE is doing, and that's your suggestive programming, which will now take you into the next program. So Seth Rollins is going to do blank. The Miz is going to do blank. Uh, LA Knight, yeah, is going to do blank. And now we, you know, we cut to commercial. Yeah, that's that's a really good. That's your, um, you know, that's your educated pencil brain. Um, that's a good. That's a really good point, dude. Shit. <laughs> Damn. <sighs> Frustrating, but good point. Yeah, I, and and like I said, I don't want to take anything away from the match because I thought the match was good. I enjoyed the match. Yeah, I did. That was my only thing. Is like, why are we suddenly looking like the Miz is this massive superstar and? Legit thought I I popped. I thought he was going to take take Rollins out. I did and, too, and I thought it was just strange. And then you know, like they they already had a feud, the Miz and Rollins, and this was better than the matches they had when they were feuding. I thought, oh my god, yeah, this match was almost like I felt like both of them came out to prove a point. Um, and I don't know whether that's because in the back they don't have anything for them, so they came out and were like, all right, well we're going to make you do something with us. Yeah, Seth might still be pissed off about getting sent sent out of the ring on Monday. And, you know, he wanted to show out just to, like, add, like, I don't know, speculation or smoke right. to, uh, to Becky's um, Twitter editing or whatever. But, yeah, dude, I, I man, this was this was a fun match. And I again, it goes back to I think we talked about this in one of our casual conversations like. Like, when was the last time you saw Seth have a bad match? I'll wait. And this was another one. Like, you see some performers wrestle down, kind of like Bianca Belair, um, Charlotte. And then you see some folks bring bring their com- competition up. And that's exactly what Seth Rollins and Miz did. They were like, oh, okay, <laughs> hold my beer. And they just like... They just took each other to uh, to the next level, which I just, yeah, so much fun. Yeah, I think, I mean, in all honesty, I think it was the match of the night for me, for sure. I, I enjoyed the match a lot. But uh, yeah, I was, I was, that was my only, my only thing is like, why are we suddenly pushing the Miz like he's a superstar? Which I'm not saying he's not, and I'm not saying he can't be. I just it thought it was weird coming off of two kind of squash gimmicky things during WrestleMania when Rollins had a really good showing at WrestleMania to kind of have this, meh. So I don't know. I just, yeah. It was, uh, that was just it. bad booking. Oh, yeah, I'll call it out the bad one. booking. Yeah. But uh, the match itself mm. was great. Man. Yeah. That's, um, I don't want to call it, I don't want to call it like 50, 50 booking, but yeah, I think I like kind of, um, like quirky. Yeah. It's just weird. You know? Yeah. Just, yeah. just a weird. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So the, uh, the crowd was loving it. Steph, you know, he, he owns the crowd. And uh, he gets the whoa out and in. Um, so the match ends and, you know, that that skull crushing finale. I think I've had a couple of concussions. Um, you know, we'll see if the Miz and Mrs. episode shows any CTE or whatever. Not that I want to bring any uh, discredit to anyone who's suffered from that. But uh, WWE programming that that could be something that Miz could, could use long-term storytelling. So, uh, but yeah, so we cut to the returning riddle who <laughs> I mentioned, I like this, who I mentioned, who I mentioned earlier, I'd like to see riddle and, uh, Chaz Gable 
It's Chad. (laughs) I'd like to see Chad and Riddle in a program. And I'd like to see Chad wearing some WWE gold, not tag team. And, you know, I like feel however you want about the US title or or the intercontinental title or whatever. Um, I was a huge fan of that European title because it was sort of the precursor to the intercontinental in that attitude era. Whereas pre attitude era, if you were wearing the intercontinental title and you were in the WWE or WWF or WWWF, um, they were making you into that guy. And now it's, you know, sort of a token like, Hey, you've been doing a really good job. Stay motivated. Um, drink some water. Here's a, here's a title. We have, uh, three months of programming for you to be part of. So um, Riddle has has carried Tag Team Gold with uh, Randy Orton, and he has been a United States champion, and there was a couple factors why he uh, he was referred to as a transitional champion. But um, So we saw Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Riddle in the back, and this, this whole exchange went back and Fantastic. forth and forth and back. And when I saw Riddle chop uh, KO on the chest, not only did I feel a certain kind of way between Riddle and Owens, I almost felt something like clicked in a bad way between Sammy and Kevin. Oh, really? I didn't yeah, get that. I was just like, damn, we've already got dissension in the ranks. Like, cause they're sitting there like, why are we going to do this? Why are we going to like, why? Like, and I, in my brain, I'm thinking they did it in NXT and it put um, Sammy out for a while because he, he jacked his shoulder up. Then he comes to the main roster and he gets hurt and he's carried the Intercontinental title and now he's a tag team champion. And Sammy Zayn is absolutely worthy of being a world champion. And the character the money that he can draw the merch like so i i was loving this bit because um knowing the history of what um riddle went through to get to the wwe what he's gone through behind the scenes since he's been with the wwe and the 20 well 13 13 14 years that sammy and kevin grinded from you know, the province of Quebec to LA to Orlando. I mean, they like they've earned their place on the roster. And I was like, man, this is going to be a lot of fun. These guys can go, they're athletic and their characters can absolutely feed off each other. Yeah. I, the, the, the segment was great. Like I love the, the bro toe and Kevin's like, what? And Sammy's like, <laughs> uh, and then he's like, no, I'm messing with you. And then he snapped into seriousness. And, and I love Kevin Owens walking. I go, see, I told you we should talk to him. And that's what I said. So yeah, the, the comedic timing on this whole segment was really good. The only, the only thing I'll argue with you is I don't see it in riddle. I don't think his ring work is, I don't know. I just, I haven't seen a riddle match that blew me away to where I'm like, Oh man, this guy is fantastic. And it could be just my lack of WWE watching, but I feel like he kind of one-dimensional. I don't know. I just maybe I'll deep dive in and kind of look at some of his older NXT stuff and some of the 
you know, maybe if you got some matches, you'll you can recommend me to look at. Because when you said Chad, I'm like, I don't really see those two going at it. But oh my goodness, are you serious? Yeah, now I think Chad could carry him, but I don't think I don't think Riddle's. Oh yeah, I don't I don't think Chad would have to be the ring general in that one. Although he could, yeah. you're right with that one. But I think the and yeah, I'll send you some Evolve and ICW. Yeah, and, I wouldn't mind because um, yeah, because just because I haven't seen it doesn't mean it's there. Yeah. It's not there, but. <laughs> No, yeah, that, that's that's fair. What I, yeah, I mean, he, yeah. yeah. What I'd like to see though is I'd like to see Chad uh, Gable go after Austin Theory and take that U.S. title from him, dude. One hundred percent. That's what dude. I want to see. Man, come out of the draft and push him and let him get the U.S. title. That would be that would be a fun like if they could build a credible story and like that would be the ultimate redemption from Shorty G. To the United States champion. Well, and then he and he could do the bro the the John Cena thing and do an open challenge every week and some of the dream matches you could throw together with Chad Gable. Mm. Some good stuff. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be worth He's it. He's so athletic yep. and you know, like uh Otis jokes about oh his hips. Oh <laughs> um, but like just his technique and the speed that he moves and the yeah, I totally agree with you. I think I think that. That would be that would be so much fun. Man, can you imagine Um, Gunther going at it? One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, my oh, God. Get him over to SmackDown and go after Gunther's Intercontinental title. <laughs> Mm. I just don't want to see anyone get chopped. I wish yes, they would please. outlaw the chop. <laughs> the chop and the pile driver. No, thank you. But no, I think, uh, yeah, so the that bit ends, the, the segment ends, and I'm sitting there going, this. so this, is, this was the second little Easter egg that I caught during this episode. Like, oh, man, don't do it. So the first Easter egg was when the Judgment Day was in the ring, and Damian Priest shakes hands with Paul Heyman, and you see Finn Balor look at their hands as they're shaking. And I was like, "Well, wait a minute! Like, why? Why would they question?" I was like, "Oh God, don't do it!" And I don't know. I think Finn is over with the Judgment Day, and he's one of those like. Um, I don't want to say existential because that's kind of a weird term, but he's he's a he can move the crowd regardless if he's coming out of the heel eggs, uh, heel entrance or the face entrance. And like his character work and everything is completely on on par or, you know, uh, above what everybody else is doing. He sh- he I think he should have a he should have a title and. um you know, he I don't think he's ever gotten the proper run 
since he returned from winning the the universal title. Oh yeah, when he got and, hurt, uh, injuring his his shoulder. Yep. So yeah. So, um, but no. So that that was a great segment, and uh, now we're we were uh, brought into the ring with Theory and Lashley, and I don't I don't know how you feel about the entrance for Lashley. But like when he does that, duh, duh, uh, they really need to stop that. I, I fast forwarded through it. So <laughs> God, that is just such a I do corny, remember it. I think it was at Mania when he came out. He did it. Entrance, yeah, dude. It's really corny. Yeah. I'm like, okay, we need you need to go back and be a heel and just be a freaking smashing monster. Um, so that theory, you know, good look. He's, you know, I don't, I don't, yeah. And the new shirt he's got is a complete ripoff of uh, John Cena's hustle, hustle, loyalty, and um, respect, red, white, and blue kind of a situation. His his T-shirt says um, ATD or whatever, A-Town Down or, you know, whatever. And I'm just like, God, it's so corny. But, hey, it's whatever. So they uh they battle to a DQ. DQ you say? Not in uh, WWE. Yeah, because Mr. Nice Guy comes out and freaking hits the tsunami. Man. That's that a lot move, of man meat coming at you. Bro, that move absolutely It would cripple me. Watching a dude that size freaking what's a good word for climb? Like just as he ascends to the top rope, you're like, God bless America. And he just smashes it. And, uh, that's a, that's a, that's a freaking awesome move. And, um, that led to the DQ win for Lashley, which does two things. One, um, Austin walks out your U S champion. And now I feel like it completely separates Lashley. Yeah. I hope so. From the U S championship, which, I think ultimately that's what we're trying to do, right? And now it puts Bronson in a legit program to do what Hunter wanted to do when he brought Bronson in back. When Bron- when he brought Bronson back, uh, then you have Bianca Belair in a program with EO Sky, which is what he wanted to do when he brought EO back. So I think I think. Things are starting to come together for uh, Triple H's guys to get back into a program, into Backlash. Yow, tied it all in. Let's go. Speaking of, of Bronson, so at WrestleCon last year, I think you'd left, but he did a match with uh, Cowboy James Storm was the main event at WrestleCon that day. So are you freaking yeah, serious? So, okay. So to every father, <laughs> brother, uncle... And it, this is generally a guy thing. Um, I do not like parking. I do not like traffic. And I do not like leaving parking and because of traffic. Hey, hey, yo, <laughs> deal with it because you just missed out on another historic event. I missed out on a touchdown drive for the Orange Bowl and the Holiday Bowl and the Citrus Bowl that Notre Dame participated in because I was like, oh, hey, I'll beat traffic. We'll be okay. And we'll somehow make it out and whatever. And as I'm in the parking lot, I hear, 
I did the same thing for the Giants versus the Jags. And I missed <laughs> Danny Dimes running down the freaking <laughs> sideline. And now come to find out, I missed Mr. Nice Guy wrestling uh, James Storm, who I I I eventually want to call James freaking Storm a friend because he lives in the greater Jacksonville area and he's filming a movie where he is playing a Marine. If if you need a consultant, James Storm, please give me a call. I'm available to uh, offer my services as a consultant. And man, that would have been so much fun. Yeah, it was legit. Both of them can sell yeah. and register like nobody's business. Yeah, it was legit. Damn. Don't forget, you missed out meeting Cody too because you left uh, one of the All dynamites right. early. All right. All right. Keep it moving. So Jared's like, yeah. <laughs> hey, man, I'm going to cut out. I'm not going to watch the main event. Or no, it was, I think you watched the main event and then they were doing like Cody's birthday celebration. And you're like, ah, I don't need to see this. I'm leaving. And Edie and I stayed in. Sure enough, so Cody I didn't... came up and like took pictures with us. And. <laughs> But Dog. yeah, uh, we were in line. Next thing you know, you got photos with the big show. Yep. And <laughs> oh, yeah, the fan fest. You got Cobra Clutch by Sergeant Slaughter. Yep. yep. You left hey, fan Sarge, fest too early. Way. And then Dustin Rhodes came out and Britt Baker and all those people. Oh, my God. So freaking Dustin Rhodes. So I have I have one of his nine line shirts, which is no longer available. The unnatural nine line shirt. I've got a edition fourth edition. The first edition, uh, title number four for the America's title, Sergeant Slaughter. No big deal. He only Cobra clutched it. It's fine. <laughs> um, Don't leave early. <laughs> hey, A-L. deal with traffic, live with the memories, and um, yeah, man. Yeah, Damn it. They, they put on a good match. Like It, it was probably a good 10-minute match, uh, and at the end of it, James Storm, I think, went over, but grabbed the mic and put uh bronson reed over and talked about how hey i don't know what he's doing next but this dude is going to be a great and he's going to be a huge star and i think just right after that he signed for that new japan deal he went when he ran there for a little bit but yeah so he and and uh you know so he left uh wwe nxt uh nxt is the north american champion and he would go on to compete in the k1 he made it a couple of rounds um i think he actually one of the matches i believe he had was with Fit Finley's son, uh, David Finley. And yeah, it was a, a hard hitting match. And Finley's, uh, Finley can lay it in. And man, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. So speaking of something that I hope I would never miss is Trish Stratus. Now, she has a move called the Chick Kick, but her ultimate, like, thing, her presence, her offering, her presentation is referred to as Stratisfaction. And after hearing this promo, I jumped on the WWE network. I'm sorry, the WWE, um, you know, dot com and searched the store to get a Stratisfaction t-shirt. Um, it, it's not available because they're like repackaging her. So as soon as her new Trish, the dark side of Trish or whatever is available, dude, this pro this this was one of the best promos that they have given on the woman's side of the roster. I mean, Charlotte has given a couple, um, but other, like, yeah, it was it was awesome. She 
by the way, she is not a sidekick. I, yeah, I agree. I, I thought it went a, a little long-winded. Um, like she was trying to get some reaction from the crowd that wasn't coming. However, 100% agree. I thought it was a great promo. Uh, I thought, yeah, I, yeah, I agree with you. I thought it was really good. Other than the fact that I felt like, all right, like maybe one or two sentences too long. But I love the interaction with the crowd where she's pointing at him and said, you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, I agree. It was a good, good, good promo other than just being a stick. A little bit too long. I liked everything about it. Oh, man. I was hook, line, and sinker. And I think, like what you said, a little bit too long. This is my WWE brain going, okay, it's a three-hour show. Um, we're not going to offer too much wrestling in our variety show. Um, and the like, just her presence in the ring and when she, like, when she stepped back and she was like, not a sidekick, I was like, uh, yes, ma'am. And like the, the examples she gave, it was like me and like the average WWE fan and that not to take, um, Jericho's comment or, you know, moniker or whatever, the demo God, like most WWE fans are either under 18 or over, you know, 30, 35 to 39 or whatever. And like, Man, just she really took you on this really cool ride of, you know, here's what the Divas title used to be and then the women's championship and then it was the butterfly and no one ever said thank you and the one door and, you know, you want to be referred to as the man, blah, 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 blah. And I just I was feeling every single second of it because like. Seeing it live and Lita and Trish main eventing, um, like on like on a national television, let alone even thinking years down the road that we were going to see this in a main event, or even where you know Impact even pushed the envelope, and now GCW is doing the same thing, um, where you saw a woman holding that world title. And, you know, Tessa Blanchard was a, a, a credible threat to that world title. Now you have Masha Slamovich as the GCW champion. Um, just Trish ascending up that the food chain. And when she was partnered with the Dudley boys and, you know, I, I think, you know, Bubba, um, and Devon, you know, they both run two separate wrestling schools and they're both their acumen for or their intelligence for psychology and promo um, really helped her to the next level. And I just man, that was. Yeah. So I, I don't disagree with you um, that it, it may have gone a little bit long, but the the rationalization like my my WWE brain would go, okay, yeah, they got three hours to fill and why not fill it with Trish? Yeah. I mean, yeah, she's, she's right up there with Rhea Ripley. Like I'm never going to complain that they're on my TV too much. <laughs> Cause whew. yeah, the things that they've done and the, what they present, uh, is, is very palatable. And, uh, like you can't say, it, well, and we'll get to that. We'll get to, uh, what Rhea gave us a little bit later. Cause she gave it, she gave all of it and then some to uh, Kevin. <laughs> oh, so we had uh, one of my one of my favorite wrestlers right now on the roster. Um, I got to see 
a lot of my favorite wrestlers on this episode. Um, huge, huge uh, Mi Chin fan and uh, Chelsea Green. So they were in a tag team match, Candice LeRae and Mi Chin versus Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green. And um, we really need to like restructure, figure something out with the women's division. But we have what we have. Chelsea and Sonia have a, a, a decent chemistry and they're both athletic. Uh, both have a good look. Both have the gear I think is hilarious. If they could figure out something with the trail that, uh, Chelsea comes out with instead of having that band, um, I think would be cool. Maybe there's some kind of a clip that, uh, that she comes out with, but I thought that match was a lot of fun. Uh, minus Meechin, um, not coming out the victor. Um, I don't like seeing Meechin, you know, take a pin. So, you know, there's that. But, you know, I don't. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was business. They had to they had to move a storyline along. And the tag team, the women's tag team championship uh, tag team champions were ringside during this match. And. I don't really remember any like real commentary from them that was they meaningful or. They didn't, I don't even they the had match, headphones on. They were just sitting there. Which I like, hate when they do why that. Why are you going to come ringside yeah. if if you're not going to contribute? Like, okay, they you traveled here. You're getting camera time. You're taken away from LA Knight. Yeah, and like I don't. I just man, this just the little like man. So my WWE brain only goes so far. So then, uh, so you get Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green, which I'm a huge fan of Chelsea Green. I'm so happy um, that she's gotten a couple of months of run and hasn't gotten injured, which has kind of been, you know, she's gotten nicked up quite a bit. Um, then we get to a clip, uh, a, a, a segment in the back. I'm sorry. So then... Um, Chelsea Green throws a drink on the tag team champions and they run off. So you're like, okay, shit heel does something dirty. Boom. Now we're backstage <laughs> and you get Tozawa, who, you know, back in the day, he was uh, running amok with the 24 seven title. Then um, you had Boogs, who I am a huge <laughs> freaking fan of because he is, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Born and bred to rip and shred, and uh, he referred to himself as Thick Rick, which I think is freaking awesome. And then Elias, who um, is <laughs> Tazawa, thinks he's going to be the last pick <laughs> in the draft. And then Corbin, and then, you suck. Oh, and then Corbin, uh, you suck. So I don't like. I don't want to see Corbin get released, but like you've repackaged him so many times. He was the sheriff. He was the constable. He was happy. He was sad. He was with um, the wrestling god, JBL. And now he's just in catering. So I don't... Ugh, it's frustrating because this guy can go. He's got a great move set. He's got a good look. An awesome backstory. And damn. You know, it. it yeah. So... Um, good little segment. Yeah, I don't... I don't... Like, yeah. I could like speculate, you know, he goes, he gets written off. He shows up during the draft. He's a free agent. Now he's 
in a suit and tie like JBL was. I don't know. Um, probably not. Uh, maybe he goes down to NXT um, because NXT, I think, is going to get gutted during the draft. I'm curious if they're so going to be able to draft to NXT. That'd be fun, too. Yeah. So the way they made it sound. Yeah. So that's a good point. Yeah. So the way they made it sound was every WWE superstar is available for the draft. And what I wanted to like fantasy book in my head was past, present, and future together. So that would mean that you would see Matt Cardona get drafted, but I don't I don't know if we'll see that. Um, or some kind of surprise. And then Nick Aldis shows up on Impact the other night, totally shattered my dreams, uh, just like Gold Dust, because I was like, dude, do you remember that move, The Shattered Dreams? Like I told you Nick Aldis was going to end the- up there. God damn. I'm just surprised he didn't and end it, up earlier makes- to, to feud with Bubba Ray when he was tormenting uh mickey james but yeah i I figured he was going to show up there yeah so that's a great point so i think that's his continuation story um nick aldis had the heritage title um so he was defending that in uh like canada and um up in that area so he was uh doing doing that set so um kudos to nick aldis and um you know mickey james you know hopefully this wasn't your last dance and you weren't retiring on the last segment when you uh, relinquished to the title, relinquished the title. And uh, Deanna Perrazzo is your new uh, impact world champion over there at, on the women's division for uh, impact and uh, Macklin prior Marine who rod devil dog uh, do or die willing to kill, but never will. Uh, he is your new uh, Impact World Champion, so kudos to you. And then he attacked it. We'll do that in another episode. So uh, you get the segment. They talk about the draft, which I think what they're going to end up doing with this is this is going to be like a three or four city deal. And next year, I think they'll make a little bit more of a um, presentation of it, how the NFL draft does, where it'll be one city and they'll they'll come down the aisle uh, the first pick of the draft, blah, blah, blah. So the Usos are sitting there and they're talking and they're like, they're ready. Um, and it was, it was finally nailed down. So the Usos are going to go head to head with, so sorry. So the bloodline is going to go head to head with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and, um, Riddle. But next week in Corpus Christi, you are going to have the tag team championships on the line. So, um, fantasy book it for me. Uh, they're not changing hands. It's going to end in shenanigans. It'll end with solo interfering, or it'll end. Yeah, something will happen. They're they're not going to give them the titles back that quick because if they give them the titles back that quick, it it so they need to keep the Usos without a title to validate Roman Reigns kind of starting to alienate them. So if they were to get the titles back, it would kind of start messing the storyline up. So I don't, yeah, they'll they'll retain and it, it, they may beat them clean. I suspect it'll be more of Solo gets involved and it's a DQ, and then then you've got the the Usos mad because Solo interfered. Uh, you know, Roman told him to go out and interfere. So I don't know, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that uh, how that shakes out. Yeah, so you'll. I I was thinking the same thing. So Solo Riddle. Um, yeah, I don't see another anyone else because because uh, Cody will be too busy 
with his Lesnar situation. Right. So, um, but the Usos are ready, and uh, they're ready to be the the ones. Um, Judgment Day versus uh, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Riddle. And again, man, another great just match. Just seeing Finn Balor in the freaking ring with ripped calves, a cracked and fractured, slayed, filleted skull, scalp cranium, uh, fourteen stitches, and uh, there were no, there was no skull damage, and. Just the pace that they moved at was so much fun. This was my banger of the night. And I just, yeah, this was man, good. so much fun. Great match. Um, Dominic, <laughs> he's such a sleaze, like sleaze punk yep. jerk. Shit. And Rhea, that girl, I don't know what she's getting paid, but I can't, I've, whoever her agent is, He's going to get a nice payday or she will get a nice payday when she rene- renegotiates her contract. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's she has some amazing stuff. And like we talked about earlier, like whenever she's around, you just get kind of drawn to whatever she's doing. And there were a couple of things in this match where she was interfering yeah. on the outside, even to where she gets thrown out, you know, the, the clothesline to Kevin Owens and then her sitting in the corner giggling about it. And then I think it was Riddle. Got laid or got choke slammed on the apron and was on the floor, and she just sits by his head laughing at him. Like, look what just happened to you! Like, yeah. she's just <laughs> so good, man. That cackle, yeah, yeah. That cackle, like that's up there with the Seth uh, Seth Rollins cackle. Like, yeah, oof. yep. She so. she's yeah, she's great. And then they throw her out of the match. She's so credible, just like everything she does. So I would put her sort of in line with um, Jamie Hader. If you want to go AEW. Oh, yeah. So Jamie Hader, not a whole bunch of wasted moves. Yep. Real- RKO. Uh, oh, okay. Just like he strikes. He doesn't do a bunch of extra stuff. He's not, you know, flipping and flopping like they say. Um, and like every week she just gets better mm-hmm. and better. And the Judgment Day is more credible after credible. And then next thing you know, you hear on what culture they're talking about Dominic needs to be a world champion. I'm like, whoa, let's slow down here. <laughs> you know, like there was a there was a rumored before WrestleMania that they were talking about sending him down to NXT to get polish. Mm-hmm. And now you're talking about, you know, and, you know, his camera or his uh, mic work is is gotten a lot better. Yeah. Um, every now and then he'll pop off with the, uh, keep your name out of my mouth, like kind of thing, which I keep think my is name awesome out of my mouth or like, your name, my yeah, mouth. Yeah. I, yeah, I just, I, yeah. So, uh, shit, man. So it was a really good match. A lot of fun yep. crowd was into it even after three hours. Um, and there were some dark matches that weren't advertised. There were no injuries as far as I, uh, what was reported. And, um, you know, kudos to uh, Little Rock, kudos to uh, Sami Zayn, KO, Riddle and the Usos and um, Solo for uh, for a fun match. And, you know, again, WWE programming, you get in the parking lot or you get in the ring in the middle of the show and the and the main event. And it was. uh, Yeah, man. This the, and it moved every single storyline from now until SummerSlam 
which is going to take you from now until August. And I, I dug, I dug it. Yeah. I, I thought, uh, all the matches other than the women's tag team, I think was, yeah, that one was rough. Everything else I thought was really good in ring work. Um, specifically for a, a, what I remember WWE shows being, and they've been doing a lot better with that. Like, I think it's funny. I think the Cody, uh, Chad, Chad Gable, match kind of made me go hmm, you're actually putting some bangers on God, here. it was such a good it match was so good i think i think i'll uh i think i'll post that on our um on our twitter because that that's definitely a match that you know if you want to see what chad gable is your united states champion will be um that that is a match that will he he will give every single week yeah and that that's i mean that's up there in, in a year in a year of no Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay, or Iron Man match oh, with geez, MJF and Danielson. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Could be yeah. one of those matches of the year contenders, yeah. for sure. Um, Honorable mention at, at, at the minimum. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's definitely one of those. And it was a free match. Well, yeah, and think about it. This is, what, yeah. almost a month and a half ago, and I'm still talking about that match. So it definitely left yeah. an impression. Um, I couldn't yeah. name any other WWE matches probably <laughs> since then, but that one definitely like was like, wow. Um, the Miz yeah, and Seth true. Rollins this week was probably pretty close to it. I, I enjoyed that a lot too. But as far as just like straight up watching the wrestling, like that, yeah, that that Cody guy, he's actually pretty decent. Uh, yeah, he 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 might have a future. Yeah, yeah, maybe 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 if they gave him some face paint and and something like that, he might do a little oh better. I don't God. know. <laughs> I may have to wear my Stardust shirt to work tomorrow. Just to mess with me. Man, the face of weird face is what his weird. uh moniker was son of a beasting but so. yeah o- overall i thought the raw was was pretty good the action in the ring was really good the comedic timing of the segments was good um i personally i wish raw would go to two hours i, I think that's one of my major complaints is i feel like a three-hour raw is a lot of time to fill and i think there's a lot of just filler thrown in there and i think that may be one of my biggest issues yeah, so I don't have my old button. Allegedly, what's going to happen from ten to eleven? Uh, the the uh, raw ten to eleven is going to be closer to the Attitude Era. Um, coming out of Backlash, they're going to do some reprogramming and offer a little more cutting edge. Um, past, so past I don't the know prime if you're going to kind of stuff. Yeah, so I don't know if you're going to see like a main event for the first two hours. And then Johnny and Susie that are too young, uh, they go to bed. But if you're like you're friggin' DVRing or or uh, Tommy Dreamer TiVo's everything, um, or I'm grabbing it like on my on my app or um, you know on my uh, my cable provider, I have a an, an app so I can watch. Yep, same here. You know, TV in my truck and stuff. Don't uh, don't yell at me, DOT. But yeah, so like all in all, I really. I felt the show had a really good flow. Um, I honestly need a little more Bronson Reed. I need more women's wrestling. And even if they're doing backstage segments, I really, they have such a freaking stacked roster. Even if you're intermingling more NXT, because NXT, you're hearing about the WWE, you know, Monday Night Raw and um friday night smackdown and um you know they did a really good job with the commercials and picture and picture the crowd was into it all in all stand by drum roll four beards i guessed i guessed four 
for those of you that won't watch, I, I had the yeah. four held up to see what he did. Yeah, he uh, four he beards. hit me with the quattro. Yep, man, and I, and I I would had me had Meacham and um, the uh, the Pixie won the tag team match. It would have been four and a half. I really I I just felt that it it did programming WWE programming right, and I enjoyed it. And uh, not to say it is what it is or it was what it was, but it moved the WWE ne- needle. Um, got a lot of people on TV, and uh, we just need more LA Knight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, w- I went three and a half. I thought it was uh, above average. Raw, I enjoyed it. Uh, like I said, you know, a minute ago, the action was really good. The, the comedic timing and some of the backstage sh- segments were great. And yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Three and a <laughs> half. Otis is gold. Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I went three and a half. Uh, so the, those are the ratings for four from Ellie Jair, three and a half from me. Hopefully, from you guys out there in the audio world, five, five-star ratings. That's what we need, baby. Wherever you get your podcast from, uh, Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts, I think it's, I keep doing iTunes, it's Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, Audible, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, you know the drill. Uh, look us up, No Shave Man Cave, subscribe to us so you get those downloads when we drop uh, new episodes. We uh, tend to drop an episode a day. Uh, usually it could be anything from a seven minute rant to an, like this one, an hour and 10 minute show reviewing, uh, well, you'll definitely get a review of all your major shows and then some content in between. So wherever you get your podcast from, give us a subscribe, drop us those reviews and don't forget to follow us on your social medias. No shave man cave at uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all the good stuff. No shave man cave. Check us out. Leave us the comments. If you want to get in touch with us and you don't want to use Twitter or all that, no shave man cave at gmail.com. I check it every day. We'll absolutely interact with our fans. Love it. And uh, if you follow us, I tend to follow everybody that follows us, follow back. So even if you don't like us and you want to just follow us, follow us on uh, on Twitter. We're very close to that uh, 1,000 followers. So we're, we're working towards it. That's all I got. It's time for the hot tag and the finisher. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us here. Uh, we are averaging, which is just freaking stinking astounding, uh, over 1,000 downloads a day. And uh, JT and I are absolutely humbled by the love and the following. Uh, please keep keep the positive feedback coming. Um, if you want to hear or see something we watch it all. I watch Impact and uh, New Japan, um, all the indies and uh, GCW, whatever. So if you want to hear some more content, you want us to cut some uh, crazy stuff. We're gonna we're working on some interviews. We're working on uh, everything under the sun. So thank you so much for the continued following. So keep up the great work. Keep out. Keep out. Uh, keep looking out for one another. And uh, keep up with uh, your social media. Keep following us. And until next time, my friends, my fam, look out for yourselves. Look out for one another. And we'll see you on the floor. You've been listening to the No Shave Men Cave. If it's pro wrestling, we're talking about it. Unless we see something shiny and wander off into the woods. If you hang around long enough, we'll eventually come back. We hope you've enjoyed the show. 
fire off your comments and be sure to leave us a five-star rating and we'll be back soon but in the meantime hit us up on twitter youtube and tiktok at no shave man cave y'all be cool and we'll see you next time on the no shave man cave Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.